0: Yes. Welcome back to the D3 Golf Guys Podcast. We've got a great topic for you tonight. We're going to talk about the regional concept. Why should we do regionals in Division Three, and also why we don't do regionals in Division Three? I think it's an interesting debate. I'm going to kind of go through both sides. I've gotten some good takes from all of you who have reached out and sent me some stuff. The idea is not to come up with a solution. The idea is to kind of put it out there, and then we'll follow up with you on Twitter and see what you all think. But first, I'd like to introduce uh, one of our new partners at D3 Golf Guys is Pinned Golf. So you've seen some of those, uh, some of their advertisements, and uh, we tweeted out a link for uh, our page, but Pinned are creating some of these great next-generation rangefinders. The great thing about Pinned is they're usb chargeable so in fact this happened to me last weekend uh, this weekend was uh uh-oh battery died well great i'm on the sixth hole which means i'm going at least three more holes before i can even get in the clubhouse to see if they have an extra battery for me you know in most golf carts nowadays you have a usb chargeable i could have plugged that one in and had it by the next hole um so that's kind of one of those things that I think is a cool modern-day technology that the guys at Pin Golf have done a fabulous job of. So our request here is, one, you can use the coupon code code D3GOLFGUYS to get $20 off your order. But what we really love you to do is use our link that we tweeted out, and we'll continue to tweet it out over time. Uh, use our link and go to that site. That helps us uh, out at d 3 Golf Guys the most. But you can also use the code there and get your $20 off. So hit that link and use the code and get your new pinned Rain Finder today. All right, now let's get into the regional discussion. <clears throat> we have had discussions with about regionals since um, I played Division Three golf, which was a long time ago these days. Interesting thing about regionals is it's a great concept. As we all saw, um, both the Division I ranks and others, It's a really great way to determine who should be in your national championship. Um, It's a fair way. And what I think a lot of people appreciate about it is, hey, look, you get the chance to go and play no matter what. One of the things I think people dislike is the automatic qualifier. Now, I get that. I think there should be a, a benefit to winning your conference. And that's where I think some of the people kind of understand that. It's like, hey, you should get a benefit for winning your conference tournament. I would argue, yeah, that, that's fine. The at-large bids, I think, are are normally fine. And I think, let's just put this aside. Look, in a nor- normal year, I don't know that there's as much upheaval about the national championship tournament field as there was this year. Mostly because we missed out on six additional at-large bids. The field was reduced by six in the men's side. On the women's side, it was reduced similarly, but not to the same number. And the women's side was even more reduced, more small from an at-large perspective than anybody else. I mean, I think, I think the women's side really got hurt more by that process of of cutting back the field, which were which was done for COVID reasons. All right. So COVID aside, let, let's let's put that in a in a bucket and hope we never have to deal with it again. Would I like to see regionals at the Division Three level? Yes. Do I think it's going to happen? No. So let's get into sort of the reasons for and start that debate. And then after that, then we'll go through and say, all right, here's why we don't think we'll have regionals. And then we can leave it up to you to, to decide. All right. Here's Here's the main case that I hear all the time for why do we need regionals. And for anybody listening, don't take offense, but this is the conversation that's always had, is why do we have teams that can't break 330 playing in the national championship? Especially when there's teams who literally just barely missed out or just lost their conference by a stroke, and because they're not one of the top three teams in the country, based on strength of schedule, which is has to do some with... Uh, budget funding and our opportunities how come we can't make that happen okay fair um it's something that i've had an issue with ever since i started playing was i don't think it makes it a great look that we've got teams who are shooting 340 and 350 in the national championship how do we solve that we'll get into that later um But I think that's interesting. So the other piece to it is you see, you know, the bottom 25 teams from Nationals this year were all conference champions, all automatic qualifiers. And the cut has been a nice thing. So back in my day, there was no cut. So it was even harder because there was no automatic qualifiers. But everything was done on a regional basis. So I've been in sort of that regional thing. Now, we didn't have a regional tournament to go play. We would have loved to have done that, but okay, now all of a sudden you're competing in your region for the allotted amount of slots based on strength of schedule and coaches' rankings and things of that nature for that region. We didn't think that was fair either. But to use sort of an argument that we talk about in college football all the time, we should decide that stuff on the field. I think regionals makes a ton of sense. Because it allows the teams to decide who deserves to go to the national champions championships, I wholeheartedly agree that automatic qualifiers from conference tournaments should absolutely be automatically into the regionals. I think that would be a very positive thing. Now, the other big thing that I think we we want one of the reasons why we want regionals is we just want the chance to play in the mixed up regionals i think the benefit of division one and division two is that you don't have all the south teams in the regional in one regional you don't have all the northeast teams in one regional it's they're mixed up right and so we saw that in unfortunately the baton rouge regional for the ladies where you had lsu you had maryland you had all kinds of teams from all different kinds of places that is when regionals is good. Because then you can kind of say, all right, we can kind of take the top teams and move them around, right? When you look at this year and the men's side, USA South, okay, I've got Huntington, Methodist, and Piedmont. There were three of the top teams in the country. And it's like, all right, well, one of them's going to nationals for sure. And the other two, as we talked about on this podcast, we're probably going. All right, but it'd be better if all, we knew all three of them were going to regionals, and they were probably the number one seed in the regionals. Yeah, but you could put them in three different regionals, and then you can say, all right, who who can hang with who and when and where? I think that's when regionals is really powerful. I think if you have to do regionals with a in, a, in only within one region, I don't know that that is advantageous to everybody else. Because then it kind of diminishes some of the conference championships especially if you're looking at conference championships and some of the conferences that had a very wide, big groups or, or very across many different uh, regions. Uh, UAA is a great example, right? I've got Emory in the South, uh, Carnegie Mellon in the, in the Northeast and Pittsburgh. Like there's some conferences that have people all over the place. Uh, the, the, the SCAC back in my day had Texas schools, Atlanta schools and Kentucky schools. So like, Well, what region is everybody in? All right, well, that's one of the reasons why the conferences didn't make any sense. I think we all want the idea of regionals so that there is a, all right, you can play your way into the national championship whether you win your conference or not, but you have to have a good strength of schedule. I think what we saw this year was unfortunate because I think the lack of a fall season hurt the northern schools. And unless you had the ability to travel south, which not everybody had, because one, budgets, two, COVID. You know, there's a couple of schools that were scheduled to be a Barry's tournament in Savannah, but couldn't because their administrations weren't willing to kind of open the door there yet. All right, well, that let's let's eliminate that. In a normal year, you know, things like. The previews and the Gordon, where we get a mix of south, north, east, west teams coming together to play, makes a lot of sense. But again, like it, the California schools can't come to Jekyll Island and and Savannah every year. That we just don't have the funding for that in Division Three. So we've got to kind of keep working through some of that process. Now that's one of the arguments for regionals is that yes, we can't do that, but the NCAA puts on regionals. We the NCAA will bring those groups together. So okay, our California, there's a couple of California schools, and one of them's coming to Texas, and they're playing. And they're the number four, three seed with Piedmont as the one and. McMurray as the two and the host and whatever it is that we have in there. All right. Well, that seems to be fair with some other automatic qualifiers. But that also leads us into the argument against regionals, which is money. Which is pretty much how this always comes back to is, look, people aren't trying to spend money on Division three athletics from an NCAA perspective. They do. And we love it. We would love them to do more. Um, however, we don't generate as much revenue as some of the other schools. When it comes down to regionals, I don't believe the NCAA wants to fit the, foot the bill for that. And in fact, I believe I've read somewhere from one of my friends that said, hey, look, we could do regionals, but then we're shortening nationals after that because there's only so much time, which we all know means money, for championships. All right, fine. But I believe there was plenty of days to play in Division I, and I'm trying to figure out why they get what they get and we get what we get, and that usually leads to money and eyeballs. Although I would argue I could probably put the Division Three teams on TV and people would watch it because they love college golf. There's nothing better than team golf anyway. Now, let's get back to this other concept of the regionals. It's just not logistically sound to try to do regionals for Division three for one reason. In order to do it in a financial way that the NCAA doesn't foot the bill, it has to be regional. And then all of a sudden, we're eliminating a lot of the other things that we, we actually went away from. And we went away from it for the right reasons. All right, the other big thing here is in Division three. The goal is to be a little bit more inclusive, right? They're non, non-scholarship athletes. We want to give everybody a chance. All right, you can say you had your chance at regionals. I would probably argue, yes, you're right. But since we put the cut in, it, it hasn't really detracted. And I think, and kudos to the committee and the coaches who have been involved for the last several years, as I have been watching the national championship over those years since 1995, The national championships have continued to get better and better with the knowledge of who needs to go out with who and play when and where and how that works. Now, I I know there's some grumblings about, hey, look, we can't just rely on golf stat for rankings and coaches polls. I, I get that, but tell me what else you want to use. Uh, anything else is probably manipulatable. And even that is probably somewhat manipulatable. I mean, I've actually thought like, okay, is there a way to do sort of like a qualifying score so that it's like, hey, look, you can get an AQ for your conference if your conference averages something. Well, okay, that's fine. But what if the one team in your conference brings your average up, you know, five strokes and that hoses you all and you've got two teams that should be in? Well, that doesn't make any sense either but I think the bigger reason is that we could probably do a regionals, but I just don't think there's enough money and logistics in it Two, two is, you know, also finding the golf courses. Now I think there's some things we could do to make the qualification for nationals better. One is I think we need to do some more inter regional tournaments. If we can figure out a way to do it. Um, you know, we need to get some more tournaments in probably the middle of the country that we can get some southern schools to, some northern schools to, to, and, and do them probably either in the early fall or the later spring so that it's a little bit more fair. And that's one of the hard parts is, you know, Illinois Wesleyan only finished not first once at Jekyll, and I think they were ranked sixth at, at that time. And they ended up winning the national championship. Well, why? Well, they had snow on the ground up north for a long time. Now, I've, as we've seen on our Twitter account, lots of people have great indoor facilities. But let's face it; it matters, right? And I mean, I, I do think when our interview with McKinsey Tool from George Fox, she had an advantage because she came from summer in Australia for a second semester, and her game was probably a little better shape than everybody else who had been standing around in Portland or Wisconsin or Minnesota in the in the winter. All right, you know, and there's so there's advantages and disadvantages on all of those things, but I've seen too many national champions from northern climates to say, well, it's not possible all right, all right, so we had forty two teams at nationals this year. We should have had six more forty eight teams. Division I women had 72 teams in four across four regionals, and Division I men had 81 teams across six regionals. Okay. And they took the top five teams from each one. That's pretty good. Now, the interesting thing is, is I, the NCAA has their restrictions on how many rounds can be a part of it. And I've heard coaches say, hey, we'll pay for the travel to get there We'll do whatever we can for regionals because I know a lot of coaches have said we really need regionals. It helps with making us look like the rest of the NCAA golf. It helps with recruiting. I couldn't agree more. We have to figure out a way to make it so that the NCAA is incentivized to let us do it. Um, You know, It's going to need a bunch of regionally-based, somewhat neutral sites, or we're going to need to have hosts, which... Division one teams have, although that may have gone somewhat south this year in the Division one ranks with the ladies down in Baton Rouge. All right, I'm pretty confident in Division three that we can we can manage to do that if we need to. We haven't had anybody not host nationals. The issue too is with the NCAA, and this is another kind of a thing that goes against regionals. Is it's about school. You know, one of the things we love about Division Three is that it's about academics, right? We're not there to play sports. We're there to, to be good students and ac- academically. And frankly, four days of nationals is always one of those things where they're looking around. oh, well, this is right by exams. You know, I think if you pushed nationals into the summer or post most graduations, you wouldn't eliminate that. We have regionals post-graduation and have... Nationals after that we could, but NCAA doesn't really like to do things not during the school calendar year, especially for Division three. Um, you know, I think baseball ran long, so I don't know why we couldn't do that. Baseball had, you know, regionals. Why I shouldn't golf? I, you know, I I can do this all day and go back and forth and back and forth and and give you the region reasons why we should and shouldn't have regionals. I hear let me rephrase. I think there's a lot of reasons why we should. I think there's a lot of factors why we don't. Factors why we don't. Money. One, two, and three. Uh, time away from class. Four. And logistically, it's not necessarily part of the Division three philosophy as stated by the NCAA. Okay. We also have heard that the NCAA likes to tout their student-athletes. Well, there's a whole big court case going on right now about NILs, and I heard somebody trying to tell me that that's going to have a big impact on Division Three. I don't think that will have as much of an impact on Division Three. You guys will let me know. Send me some evidence if you have it. But I think when you look at it, it's, all right, Division 3 doesn't make the NCAA a lot of money, so we don't really get a lot of money to do that. Now, can we do some cool things in the interim? Yes, I think we can. Um, I think there are some ways to create some events. I, I put out on Twitter uh, earlier in the last week or two, which was around, why don't we have a match play event? It was so much fun watching team match play at the Division One level, both on the ladies' side and the men's side. We we, we ought to have match play in Division Three. Why don't we have that? And uh, frankly, between you and me, folks, uh, D3 Golf Guys is going to look into it. Maybe we can find a place to host a division three match play event. See if we can do it for the ladies and the men and see if we can find a place that will take us in, host us and keep us on site. Anybody's got a place and wants to do that. Fine. I'm, I'm happy to be the person who runs it and find a place where we can get a bunch of volunteers and do it. And I'd like to do it somewhere in the middle part of the country, maybe near where I live, which would be great. Cause then it's a six hour drive for most everybody, seven hour drive and we can get a whole bunch of sprinter vans and, have a big time uh, event I've actually thought a lot about it already um, so if you're if you're in for that then hit us up and give us a follow and and just you know check out our our partners and sponsors because we're we're dead serious about that um I too the other thing I'll say to, is this you know if for a lot of us were upset about last year let's hold do me a favor hold that let let's go through a full season I think we have a good fall season. Now, the other big thing here I think we should be looking at is it would be nice if we could start the fall season a little sooner. I'd love to start the fall season August 15th or 20th as opposed to September 1st. Because I think that's one of the other limiting factors, especially for the northern schools, which is, hey, look, we've got to have more of a fall season if, if we're going to have it to even it out. But then I think we also have to focus on we need to have as much cross regional play as we can and make it somewhat affordable. Like not everybody can just pile into an airplane. I mean, like I've tweeted this out multiple times. It's like those poor division one guys getting on the on the private plane to fly somewhere to go play. Okay, well, great. That's not happening in division three. So we've got to figure out a way to do some things in the center of the country that can involve more teams. Um, so we're going to keep looking into that and see what else we can do and and reach out to to us if you have any other ideas or you want to help uh brainstorm how that works so look when it comes to regionals i i think everybody every player and coach i've talked to wants regionals great i haven't seen anything that says we're going to get there You know, realistically, I would say this. If you look at the results from the national tournament last year, of the seven at-large teams that we had, none of them finished below 12th in the nation. Now, with six more in the field, I could argue we're getting probably down to 15th to 20th in the nation now we're talking. we arguing about who's going to be the the 68th team into the NCAA basketball tournament. That's still not going to win it. Okay, I can I can live with that. You know, I, I would say I like the automatic qualifiers in the system that we have now because I do think it's inclusive. And I think we mostly get the right field, and that's a credit to the the many women's and men's golf coaches out there that do a great job working with the teams from golf week and golf stat to, to get things as close as we can get them. What I love to see regionals, you darn well bet. I'd love to see regionals. Cause then I get to go to one and, and cover it. At least the only problem is I'd want to go to all of them and I probably couldn't do that. Not, not unless you guys start uh, patronizing our par- partners a whole lot more than what you're doing right now, which we do appreciate those that have but i think it's a good debate and we'll continue to bring it up and, and and if there's anything that we can do at d3 golf guys to some of you coaches let us know we'll, we'll help out um you know i'd love to do some more division three focused stuff can we do an exhibition you know i'd love to have a, a internal division three walker cup kind of a thing you know we got the palmer cup and several division three players have played in that but all right, maybe we should have our own exhibition, and we can do some match play and things of that nature. Um, you know, I, I think that there's we're starting to build a little bit of momentum in Division Three, and I and I really love our listeners and our followers because we've had a great discussion. We brought it up about the Nicholas Award. Okay, the Nicholas Award is de- awarded to every Division Three guy for the last several years. And congratulations to James mishu from Guilford. He won this year. A deserving. Uh, candidate, why don't we have anything like that on the ladies' side? And I had somebody, uh, it was great when I said, well, all right, well, you know, do, do we just need to get the Annika done that way? And it was like, well, the Annika is equivalent to the Haskins Award. I'm like, okay, fine. But can we can we do something about getting you know more awards on the ladies' side? Ladies' coaches, if you're out there and you hear me, if we've had discussions or something else, let me know. I'd love to help out as best I can, but it seems weird that we have a Jack Nicholas Award winner on the men's side, and we don't have an equivalent on the ladies' side. And, and I think that's something that we need to, to work on. So we'll continue to champion that, and uh, we'll keep talking about it to say, "All right, who's gonna who's gonna take on that that mantle for us from a leadership perspective?" So we can name the award after them, and then they can help sponsor it. All right, I've, I hope you've enjoyed the debate. Um, hit us up on Twitter uh catch up with us uh check out the website we'll be sending out some more stuff here soon excited to do that uh again once again this summer you know the podcast will come a little slower as we as we kind of have some downtime um uh, we're going to be reaching out to several coaches to start lining up interviews this summer want to talk a lot about kind of where things are this summer talk about recruiting catch up with some people talk about their year we'll start stacking those up here pretty soon and hopefully have some in the vault so we can start to roll those out. And then by August, we're going to be starting to preview, you know, next season and start talking about what do we see next year? So it's a very exciting time. We really appreciate everybody that's been listening and participating. It's been a really crazy, weird, exciting first year. I'm really excited about kind of where things go uh, this next year. If, if That we get a full year of, of college golf. And uh, I'm really excited for it. So, With that, we'll say, hit them straight. Cheers.